0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast, the election analysis special. Um, this is Adit Kapadia coming to you. Uh, I know a couple of days later than what you guys might have thought, but we had a crazy week that week. There were the hearings, the human rights hearings on Kashmir. There were the election results. Post the election results, there were government formations, questions, answers. We wanted to wait till we find out who the hell is forming the government in Maharashtra. Technically, it should have been a BJP-CFS in government. But since then, it's been an interesting road. Um, and just before we recorded the podcast, we heard a statement from the Shiv Sena. So we're going to also talk about that statement. Uh, together, joining with me uh, joining me this week is the host of the India Rising podcast, um, analyst and columnist for Mindmakers, Mohal Joshi. How are you, Mohal? I'm
1: good Ali. Thanks for inviting me again.
0: Oh absolutely. I mean uh, elections this is our thing, man. We can't we can't just <laughs> stop analysing elections, right? I mean Mohal was sending me numbers till like fifteen minutes before the podcast. <laughs> so and and this after he's written written in my opinion and I have to clarify, yes, I'm the co-founder of Mindmakers so in my very biased opinion, probably the one of the best research pieces on the election analysis. And if you disagree with us, please let us know why you disagree with us. But if you don't, write to us what you agree, about the piece. But do read this piece. It's a terrific piece. We'll tweet out that piece as well along with the podcast. So... Um, you guys have perspective on this, but before I we get into analysis more, let's let's give a few numbers to our listeners so that uh, they have um, they have an idea of what uh, um, what the hell we are talking about, right? So, two thousand nineteen uh, assembly elections, Maharashtra and Haryana were. Um, the two big states that went to polls, The um, out of the 288 seats of Maharashtra, uh, ultimately the results were BJP got about 105 seats, SENA got 56 seats, uh, NCP, which was a big surprise, got 54 seats, um, uh, Congress got 44 Raj Thakre got one seat, and um, and a-, a-, a I M I M got uh, two seats, and uh, I think the others got about twenty seven seats or something, and that was the big surprise: a lot of independents winning. Um, on the face of it, yes, the BJP Shiv um okay, so before, sorry, before we even analyze Maharashtra, let me also give you the picture of Haryana, and this is where the picture got really interesting. So, most polls predicted the, to be a cakewalk for the BJP. The only poll that stood out was the Axis My India poll, and that My India has nothing to do with mind makers, just making sure, um, but they did get it right. So, congratulations to Pradeep, Gupta and team, and kudos to India today for sticking by them Waiting for a day to publish the poll, but the haryana numbers out of 90 seats bjp won 40 40 seats 7 down from last time the Congress won 31 seats, 14 up from last time. Dushyan Chautala of the Jananayak Janata Party, the JJP which was formed after splitting the ILD, won 10 seats last time and the INLD won 1 seat. Last time they had won 7. So, virtually you could say that all the INLD votes went to JJP or most of it at least. So, let's kick things off with Maharashtra um, uh, Mohal. BJP losing about 17 seats from its tally of 122. What do you reckon? Uh, what are the uh, hard in of course, they let, last time they contested alone, this time they had to do a compromise with Sena. So both BJP and Sena ended up losing a little bit of seats. So, what do you reckon? Your analysis? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things is like a
1: lot of the, uh, there were a lot of rebel candidates which were uh, fighting alone. I think they dented BJP's tally a little. And I think there are like almost like 13 independent candidates
0: uh, who have won from various seats. Hmm. So it's, it's fascinating, right? Um, you have um, a, a candidate like, I'll give you an example of the seat uh, that I gave Meera Bayandar, right, where Narendra Mehta sitting BJP MLA. Uh, was given the ticket, uh, uh, you know, another, one of the Gujarati faces, Gujarati BJP uh, MLAs in uh, in Mumbai, and Geeta Jain, who was the mayor of the Mirabaihender Municipal Corporation, was previously with the BJP, stood as an independent and beat out Narendra Mehta. Now, what is interesting is the Gujarati vote in Mumbai. BJP would almost assume that a lot of it would come to it about 80-90% of it would have traditionally voted BJP but this time you saw even in the Gujarati dominated seats like Meera Bhayandar, that an independent candidate won yes agreed that was a BJP leaning independent candidate but are we seeing a very interesting um, theme where the, this, this and I'm going to this is just one example we're going to go to many specific example that this election was more localized than what we thought uh, yeah I think see in the
1: looks Sabha when you have just 544 seats i think each constituency i don't know the exact numbers with me but it would be until like a few crores of voters right in most of the seats while in the assembly it's a no, much it smaller constituency I mean, so what happens is many of the uh, smaller players yeah. not only because of the prime minister's appeal and popularity but also the sheer size of the amount of resources required get off kind of like i, I would the maybe price it might not be the nice term but like like that elbowed out uh, in the Lok Sabha polls. Now when it comes to more like assembly polls mm. where maybe a lesser amount of resources might get you through mm. and you can have more and plus you have the localized issues uh, it brings into play back a lot of the folks who are out of contention the Lok Sabha they come back into the picture in the assembly polls so you have a lot of these smaller like in one z two z seat winning parties like in Maharashtra hmm. for example I have like I think there are like ten or uh, around like nine or ten parties which have like one to
0: three seats uh, they have won hmm. excluding the independents hmm. that is fascinating right that is fascinating and um, what is what is uh, and I'm going to talk about Shahid Pawar later but let's talk about the regions right so Mumbai Thana region mumbai Thana kalyan greater mumbai region bjp Sena is still holding strong same with konkan uh, you had narayan rane coming into the bjp so you had the seats in his stronghold of you know the, your Karakawali, like the marvel area where uh, his sons won his son won and stuff um but what were the surprising losses for the bjp were vidarbha now, Western Maharashtra was an unsurprising loss because last time BJP doing very well in Western Maharashtra itself was a surprise because, um, you know, uh, that's not really the stronghold of the BJP. That's the Maratha stronghold of the Congress NCP. So, what do you reckon about the losses in Vidarb, which where also the Chief Minister is from? I mean, last time,
1: if you see, they practically swept Vidarb. Now, I'm not a, like an expert with like, Vidarb politics, but I don't know, is it like normal to have one like, Vast majority of the seats was maybe two thousand fourteen an outlier, and maybe we are now returning back to like the long term normal in Vidarb
0: No, so y- yes, that could be the case, but I think what we were also thinking that be, the, being the chief minister, a correct grouse that people from Vidarb had that they did not have adequate representation in the Maharashtra Assembly, and this this was true. Um, they, I mean, they had, but not remotely enough uh, as in um, you know people arguing for a case i mean there has obviously been a, a separate demand for a state of urban stuff so you, when you had a chief minister from with then you saw uh, sort of a, a development taking place there uh that was a little surprising so maybe we thought you you may be right we thought we hit the new normal but it was not really a new normal so that was, that was one of the messages. The second message, and this was the most interesting one, was uh, how um, uh, the NCP did. Now, let me give you a very... In- Before we talk about Shalak Pawar and his party, and no doubt he has done better than expectations. I mean, there's no doubt about that. There, are, Let me give you a cricketing analogy, Mohal. So there are two batsmen. One of them was expected to score 125 and the other was expected to score 25. The batsman who scored 125 scored ended up scoring 100 and the batsman scored, expected to score 25 scored like 45. Yet people say the guy who scored 45 is man of the match because we expected him to only score 25. That is the logic with which our journalists operate when it comes to Shalak Pawar. You know, yes, Mr. Pawar was expected to get low seats he managed to survive improved his tally from 2014 has emerged as the single single largest opposition party to the mahayuti in maharashtra but how the hell is he the man of the match i don't understand i mean he's not man of the match i would say but he uh, did pretty well i mean so if you consider like
1: last time hmm they got like probably like 91 lakh votes with uh, 17% vote share mm. while contesting all over Maharashtra because all the four parties were contesting themselves right. and five years later he gets 92 lakh votes mm. It's 16.7% of the votes so he so while all other parties because the sheer fact that they have contested so many fewer seats mm. saw like their vote share dropped by 20% mm. While NCP only lost half a percent vote, so, uh, I mean, they have retained their uh, vote share. I mean, maybe it might be more concentrated, which might have given them more seats, but yeah, probably that might be
0: the the base, like, you know, of NCP, like 16-17% in Maharashtra. No, this is probably the finest tally post-2009, so no question about it. No, what I'm saying is he's not the man of the match, but he's become a force to reckon with. Another thing is, mm-hmm. you cannot write Mr. Power off anymore in Maharashtra politics. I mean, people made the mistake of doing that. And the biggest surprise, of course, was the Satara Lok Sama seat, where... Um, uh, crossed over to the BJP. He had won it by 3.6 lakh votes in six months ago, so was expected to take the seat. But uh, 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 Pawar nominated an old NCP phase who had been the governor of Sikkim, I believe. And he had almost retired from active politics, but had a cleaner clean image, came back, won the seat by 80,000 votes. That was quite something. I mean, that, that was, of course, granted Satara has been an NCP stronghold, but one would expect that a, such a popular MP was one that seat by more than three and a half lakh votes to carry the seat. So that was a bit of a surprise. But ultimately, I think you have to con- talk about this history of the state of Maharashtra, right? Um, since it was formed in nineteen sixty, no party has come back to power more than once. Uh, I mean, sorry, I, I mean to say, no non Congress party, no non Congress party has been able to come to power more than once. 95 ninety five, nine to ninety nine was Sena BJP, where Sena was the senior partner with Manohar Joshi, and then Nara and Rane becoming the CM. Then of course twenty fourteen, so it was up against this legacy, and Devendra Fadnavis managed to come back. Uh, and uh, do a phenomenal job. I mean, more, getting more than 100 seats is quite strong And BJP is neck and shoulders above the other. It has more than twice seats than any other party <laughs> after it. So, um, so that's the case. So, I think, no doubt, that Fadnavis deserves to be the next CM of Maharashtra. But do you think BJP will go it alone next time, Mohan? Or in 2022 BMC? I
1: mean, like, that's like... Uh light years away in like politics so first i guess the short term goal will be like to see like what will happen who will form the government and uh, that would be the greater mystery but yeah that could be a possibility but too hard to say like uh, so many years in advance you know. Hmm, hmm, hmm,
0: hmm. So <laughs> that is the fascinating reality of our times isn't it. So, mm-hmm. um, so let me let me uh um, let me ask you something then Mahaul. um let's hypothetically spy sena's bluff so, right sena since then has said something about uh uh um, some some nonsense about uh, how aditya thakere deserves to be the uh, the cm of maharashtra and god knows what right um what do you what do you make of that? What do you think he do you think that, that BJP will ever agree with those this that silly two plus two formula that Sina is. A, uh, no, I think uh, they will not agree to it for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think what Chief Sena is doing is just taking
1: a maximalist position. Like you know, like before any round kind of negotiations, you always take the maximalist position and then you compromise to somewhere in the
0: middle. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of. Um, uh
1: like uh, political activity behind the scenes happening and they would be negotiating I think what uh, many had expected that i mean those were like uh some uh from the bjp had like put unrealistic expectations on how they'll perform so since they underperform like she said blood in the water and they just want to get a few more probably ministries
0: yeah.
1: at their belt so they can control more of the functioning of the government. And plus, they could also be given the deputy CM post if BJP desired So it's just taking a maximalist position, in my opinion, to uh, derive more advantage. But it will be hard for like BJP to give up the CM post. I mean, this is not like something like uh, uh, in Bihar where BJP doesn't have a, a face like Nitish Kumar, and they would have to cede ground or the CM post to a smaller ally, Mm. uh, unlike here where they have Devendra Fadnavis already. in
0: office for the mm-hmm. past 5 years That's right. no I, I i agree with you and it's it's interesting um, it, it's interesting you point that out uh, it, it it isn't it isn't that case and the, i think kena also fears a resurgent fadnavis because fadnavis is a younger chief minister of course not as young as aditya patre but uh, significantly <laughs> more competent if you go by his record um, but that he does, like, he can expand the footprint of BJP, and he's seen as a very popular leader in Maharashtra. So, um, that seems to be the case in Maharashtra. Sanjay Raut, the uh, Shiv Sena's hate man-in-chief, uh, when it comes to public statements, has been saying one thing or the, the other, met Sharath Pawar and, you know, talk God knows what, and now he said that, uh, he made a statement saying, oh, we have fought the election in an alliance, we will remain in the election. So, there does seem to be a thawing. I think in about a couple of weeks, uh, Mr. Fadnavis will take over as the CM of Maharashtra. And you may see something like a PWD, or a revenue, or finance, or, you know, or either home or some, some plum ministry going to the Sena. But I do expect, if not Deputy CM, Aditya Thakre will be accommodated in this cabinet. That probably, I think, was happening and it's going to be interesting. Uh, he's been, uh, you know, he's had the stage managed media sort of coverage for a long time, you know, where he's been doing push-ups and, you know, God knows and what. And none of the Thakras have been in electoral politics. He, of course, won by a huge margin from Worli Sabha in Mumbai, um, So, which is a sena ghar. So let's see what happens but it's it's interesting if you, if i look at individual seat results i mean you you have um, you know uh, you have some very interesting uh, um, uh, trends coming so a seat like Mumbai Devi right where, uh, which is again a Gujarati dominated seat in Mumbai where um, Amin Patel has been winning and last time Atul Shah from BJP came very close to beating him this time that seat went to SENA who nominated a Marathi face who promptly lost then you had something like a Kolaba where BJP dropped a sitting MLA Raj purohit gave it to Rahul Narvekar who was with the SENA then the NCP came, came to the BJP and Narve won it narrowly that should have been a huge margin uh, victory for BJP so I think individually there are many things like that uh, happening but then there is also gains being made by BJP in places like you know Pune or in the uh, Konkan region as we talked about so um, uh, yeah but NCP you said as it's ho- it seems to be holding to its guard so uh, whether it translates some into something going forward i don't know but coming right after six months after lok sabha it is quite clear that the people of maharashtra have voted in when, especially in few regions on two different um, in two different ways maybe because of the economic and the agrarian issues who knows but that seems to be the case your concluding points before we go to maharashtra oh sorry ariana yeah
1: i think uh... I mean, if you if I can make a overall general overall point, see in the span of, um, I mean, probably what the eleven months, right? I mean, uh, last November or December, we were talking about the BJP losses in Chhattisgarh, Madhya Pradesh, and Rajasthan. Mm. So you had a BJP loss, mm. then you had a resounding win for NDA, and then you had a underperforming for uh, BJP. So I think uh, what we need to see is that the voters are like in India like smart like they vote on local and national issues very very differently. Mm -hmm. I mean if you just look at the underneath the voting percentages you could have massive swings uh, for and across against the BJP in this. So I think one mistake that a lot of people do both sides okay it's not just like BJP or Congress. So after the, the 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 Rajasthan and the Madhya Pradesh polls, like the opposition was super enthusiastic Oh, so this means that this is the end of Narendra Modi government in the centre, it didn't happen. And the opposite happened after uh, the Lok Sabha polls, and I, 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 I distinctly remember, like on social media, some of the people were saying, oh, we won 225 assembly segments, so we're going to win, and I was saying like, no, that's not how it works. And I think, I mean, I, mean, I was proved cert- correct to a certain extent that mm. people need to stop this crazy obsession, I mean for lack of better term, of projecting one results to the other. It doesn't happen. Mm. I mean it's almost like, if you let me elaborate a bit more, I think we are like almost living in a lot of like two parallel universes. Yeah. So on one hand, the prime minister is extremely popular, There's lack of a decent alternative. On the center, mm. so he keep he could technically keep winning for let's say maybe even like twenty twenty four. On the other hand, because the local BJP leadership is not seen in the same light as the prime minister, they keep experiencing these setbacks. So on one hand, you could uh, have like the prime minister winning. But on the other hand, like it's almost like the other universe is completely disassociated from the national picture, mm-hmm. where the local government, like in India, you know, we have this five-year anti-incumbency or ping-pong or yo-yo thing, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So the local government is completely disassociated from Narendra Modi's popularity. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, there will be some crossover. No, no, like, uh between the both. Huh. So the Prime Minister can swing an election by a certain percentage but he can't like completely win for you. I, I, the only difference I, 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 that I would say is where you have a greenfield opportunity where a BJP government has never been there, like let's say, uh, like you know where he could promise uh, uh, good things if a BJP government was elected. So he could massively swing a greenfield
0: state but a brownfield field area where BJP has been for a very very long time Hmm. local anti-incumbency will take over no matter how much the minister is popular. No, no, hold, hold that, that thought. Hold, separately, these two set of elections and not yeah. cross-correlated between both of them. Yeah, so hold that thought when we are coming to, as we come to Haryana uh, in the next part. So, um, you know, your point is very well taken, Mohal, about two parallel universes. That's like, you know, to use another cricketing parlance. Um, I don't know if anyone else would agree with me, but maybe if Shekhar Gupta was listening to it, he would because he loves using cricketing analogies. Um, you cannot take a score in a 2020 match and extrapolate times two and a half and call it for a 50-over match. Or take a 50-over match score and divide it by two and a half and say that 20 overs will be right so that's what we seem to do now yes that could be true for a lot of i mean technically if you see in 2017 our home state of gujarat did not give more than a hundred. Like gave ninety nine seats to the BJP. If you convert that to Lok Sabha and then you uh, extrapolate that and get twenty six seats in twenty nineteen, you are like, Are you know, we have come back. Yeah. No, it's not. And I can guarantee you, in two thousand twenty two, there is no way in hell they are going to repeat that twenty six out of twenty six. Uh, if you convert yeah. that to Vidhan Sabha segment, it's just not possible. It's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I think much. in we think like they won almost like one seventy segments. Uh... Uh, if you look at it's the 2019 really, looks I am well, ho- two- praying and hoping that yeah, two- BJP supporters don't make that mistake going forward You know, it has to be looked at a separate lens and uh, don't mix no, I understand. it's a warning for both in, like, you know, in the last 12
0: months in 2017 I understand Amit Shah giving a target of 140 that was a, you know yes you have to target 140 seats in Gujarat but there were folks who would me saying ke, Bhai, you know done he hai 120 130 and I'm like, I am like boss I am from Gujarat, I've traveled the ground and I don't see that happening again. I, 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 huh? I, that's why I gave the number 95 to 105 and that's where it ended. So, you know, that 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 matters. So, that makes us come. The reason we made this point is because then we come to Haryana where there are folks who had said 58 59 seats. The only poll that said 40 to 45 seats for the beach.
1: No, there was a 70 plus poll, man. <laughs> there are <laughs> really 75 yeah I think oh, there was one poll, yeah. uh, exit poll which had 75 or even 80 like you know they there 75, be, I think. that
0: exit poll should exit polling <laughs> no because I want to really look at the vote shares I mean we, we, because I agree converting votes to seats is a tricky business but I had mm-hmm. talked to some friends who were sophologists and uh, who did not um, publish well, they, a lot of them were saying that they have skepticism on the data they've seen in terms of uh, not just a pehle opinion poll ka data when they talk to people and stuff that there was something called a jat anger. Uh, now whether that jat anger was with the local MLA's with the local government it certainly wasn't with the national government because six months ago haryana bjp swept 10-0 right so if there was i mean both the hudas lost dipinder and bhupinder and so when people are calling again, Bhupinder Hudda is the man of the match. Yes, Bhupinder Hooda revived the Congress, but he could not win his own seat in 2019 Lok Sabha. No. Now, um, you know, and people reacting all crazy about Haryana, let, let me remind them, and you, you remember this Mohal, right? 2009 Haryana results were very very similar to this also. Like, um, at that time, the BJP and uh, uh, INLD did not um, fight together. And Bupinder Hudda was given like about, you know, he'll sweep through, he'll sweep through. But guess what? Bupinder Hudda only won 40 seats. The same amount of seats as Khattar in 2019. So, you know, when when these, and uh, this is amazing. I just found, INLD won 31 seats. The same amount of seats as the Congress. <coughs> And who formed the government? So you know, l- l- let's not l- you know uh, start um, counting. That time there was a Haryana Janhit Congress Bhagyalal that won six seats, and yeah, the yeah. Independents won seven seats, of course. Um, and that time BJP uh, on its contested on its own and got ten percent, almost nine percent of the vote. And INLD got about twenty five point seven. If if you were just to add those up, they would be very close to the Congress vote share. And it was widely believed that had they fought together, they would have probably wiped out the Congress in um in, a, in 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 haryana in that election so it, it was interesting it was interesting uh, very similar results to now uh, uh, of course the difference is this time you have the janayak janta party which is an offshoot of the INLD. so uh, uh, that that's that's um, so if you would just extrapolate, if Huda were, if Huda hadn't, like a lot of media people were saying that, oh, BJP lost this election. No, they didn't. They were the single largest party. And if you think BJP lost this one, then, you know, Hudda lost 2009 as well. So that is one thing. Yeah, I think,
1: see, that's one part where the hype machines So like, obviously, many times the party supporters want to hype it up, but then when it goes to like unrealistic expectations. And you know you always feel like you have underachieved. so yeah. that's where the I mean obviously in campaigning nobody wants to say they lost mm. or they're going to do not well but uh, like one must have some kind of realistic expectations like as you as I said like there were like talk of like 50s or 60s or even potentially 70 seats for the BJP based on like everybody getting decimated in the Lok Sabha elections, but like as we already mentioned, like the assembly polls are a totally different game, you know. Hmm. And also, w- one more thing here so, hmm. see, like, uh, I mean, I just mentioned
0: is like, the uh, do you want to like discuss maybe something else, or like, should I go to the fight with uh, the overshoot and the seat? No, I think we should because that's that's what we were talking about the Congress thing, so we should yeah.
1: absolutely. So, uh, see, BJP in 2014 with just 33.2 percent of the vote won 47 seats Mm. now this time they won 36.5 percent of the vote so their vote share went up by 3.3 percent on an absolute margin or even almost 10 percent on a relative margin Mm. but technically you would think that bjp would have done better but actually they ended up losing seven seats i think this is something similar to the gujarat situation Mm. where they were they went up by 1.2% but they lost like 16, 16 seats, right? Yeah, 16 seats. So I think what has happened is a couple of things that I mentioned in the uh, article on mind makers. So one is that around five years ago, like maybe the 13-14 cycle, uh, like Congress was in a complete disarray. I mean, it was totally unpopular. So the there was a lot of anger against the Congress. But the opposition was much more divided than what it is right now. So what happened, like a lot of the uh, vote got split. Mm-hmm. Now BJP was in prime position because of the prime minister popularity and just because it being the other national poll, mm-hmm. that it could capture most of these votes. Okay. So, I mean, this is the quirks of the first uh, post, the past system. Now, last time, the first past the post system, uh, the dice rolling BJP's favor. Like with 33% of the vote, you gain like uh, more than half the seats. But now with like 36% of the vote you will not gain more than half the seat. So what is happening is like some of the, like, uh, I know, I mean, in Congress, I mean, for the past two elections on the local level, mm-hmm. has not even crossed 20%. It's like 19 and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's like a dead almost to the national level. But at the local level, if you look at all the states, mm-hmm. it still gets like almost anywhere between 20 to 40% of the votes. So it's mm-hmm. not a dead death like it's on the national level. So the local Congress is mm-hmm. reviving. So if you look at... Uh, the past few elections, be it Gujarat, where it gained 2.5%, Katataka, where they went out of power, I mean, they formed and they gained 1.5%, Madhya Pradesh, 45 Rajasthan, 6 Chhattisgarh 27 and Haryana, here they gained like 7.5% versus the last cycle. So, the immense unpopularity, people have sort of forgotten, They many people are not happy with the BJP, so the vote is... Coming back to the Congress, so what is happening is the Congress vote is slightly bouncing up on a passive level, okay, not on a Lok Sabha level.
0: No, but Plus, that is, that, there is a difference here, right? So we have to add all the places you suggested have Congress has strong state leaders, okay? Yeah. Or at least most of them do. The yeah, major, maybe not Gujarat, so yeah. No, not Gujarat, but Gujarat, you have local uh, local Congress folks who are popular in them, their areas, right? And Guj- mm-hmm. Then then you have the top four of the Guj- uh, uh, Gujarat Congress who are not even fit to lead a jimkhana uh, swimming team. Yet they keep being nominated as the... Pop. And as somebody who is not a fan of the Gujarat Congress, I'm very thrilled that uh, people like Shakti Singh Goyal, Siddharth Patel, um, uh, this, who's the Arjun Mohdhwadia and Bharat Solangi keep being rotated. Because none of them can win a direction
1: election yeah. on their own so uh, okay. uh anyway so the, yeah. the, so that's one thing and the other thing is so i mean ariana is a good example of the others so now um, like the inld mm. which used to be captured 24 percent of the vote it was almost like one-fourth of the vote mm. uh what happened is the jjp gained like 15 percent of the vote mm. and inld uh, gained 2.7% of the world so what happened is basically the other sort of shrank
0: mm. uh,
1: where they went down from like 21 to probably like 16-17 so that still leaves like a 6-7% gap so what happens is when the others are shrinking mm. nationwide Some of it is going to BJP, but a lot of it because the voters, because of anti-incumbency not being happy with the local BJP, is going to the Congress. So what's happening is, even with a small percentage increase in Congress vote share, because of the first part, the post system, uh, the opposition is gaining a lot of seats. Obviously, it's not enough to win elections in many cases, but it's, it's enough to dent the BJP. So this BJP dominance is coming under stress from two sources. A slight bounce back in the Congress versus five years ago and also I mean as I mentioned like uh, in the article like the opposition the others vote share because like today the voter is smart he's not going to waste his vote for some random party so the others also has shrunk by five percent so BJP is getting squeezed by in two places so the fourth as the post system of benefits that they got five years ago now, the people, are the voters are becoming smarter. The opposition is sort of pulling the resources together. So it's getting squeezed on both ends, and that's why BJP but might again, underperform. But again, again
0: this, uh, is not, this is not a uniform trend. We could see reversals in this trend. This is one conclusion. Uh, what happens in the next month or two, we'll, we'll know more about it. But before we jump ahead, you know, uh, I know uh, we've read, um, uh, we've had. Uh, pictures and reports and folks on the ground telling us about the terrible smog in Delhi, Haryana, Punjab with the stubble burning and stuff and how no no one in any government is willing to talk to the farmers and it's high time people do. Um, we're going to get some voices from the ground and we're going to talk about this in, in detail but I, I just wanted to you know uh, mentioned that we have heard about it and we are trying to get more information on it but our heart goes out to the citizens of all the places who are being forced to live i know i have family in those areas who is you know who's telling me how how bad it is for them and how they can't even see it beyond a few feet and i mean you know everyone needs masks and stuff so it's terrible absolutely terrible um but before we wrap up mohal um you know one quick thing um <laughs> Right now in U.S. it's a whole new thing. Beto O'Rourke dropped out, um, uh-huh. and Kamala Harris looks to be the next one. So let's see what happens. So we're going to have you back f- to talk about the U.S. thing also. But any closing comments on the elections or the Delhi pollution crisis or anything at all that we you think? think well, Regarding the Delhi pollution, crisis I wonder like if and you know, like the
1: government. Uh, I mean, most of the governments in India like like statist, like welfare or schemes, so why can't they give me like a... Uh, stubble procurement scheme.
0: No, you can have anything, boss. But there was somebody tweeted something about the high courts uh, uh staying down the fine on stubble burning and stuff like that. So there has to be like this you can't just have a judiciary also, you know, overturning if the government starts penalty or SAR, or you know, have a as a reimbursement or something. This has to hey, be like they a, all come like, up with
1: this odd even type of firecrackers ban these are all like uh bandit solutions because the the major problem is like the stubble burning. Yeah. If I know like some people have mentioned that even if government gives out money, there is a shortage of labor to collect all the stubble and they, they just burn it. So like, I and mean, we have like a uh, Manrega scheme. So like if th- that could be maybe leverage to have like, I mean, if you're going to pay people for doing work, why not to pick up the stubble and maybe pay yeah, the farmers yeah, that could to dispose and maybe use it for biogas or something useful, you know, rather than just burning and creating Uh, A bigger problem out there.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, That's certainly that's certainly a great suggestion. But but in closing, I would say that BJP is still the number one party in India. Uh, it's It's still the dominant force. Uh, Our analysis was, uh, what we've seen is that, yes, there is a few gains that are made by Sharad Pawar and the Congress in Haryana and stuff, but not enough to topple the government or overthrow, but certainly there is going to be a louder opposition voice in the Maharashtra Assembly. We're
1: just putting more stress on BJP. It's not like BJP has lost. The problem is because the expectations were so overblown that... Uh, it feels like a loss, but actually BJP no, it isn't did very a loss. well it in isn't both, a loss.
0: But That's what I keep saying. Uh, that this is this is this is a win. I mean, they have bucked the trend. No party, no non Congress party would come back to power in Maharashtra. Yeah. In Haryana, they had not come back. I mean, they have only formed the government once, and this is going to be the second time with uh, JJP as an ally now. But so but that's the th- what I meant to say is that
1: the. over like you know it'll no, like, uh, you mind, you like it will be like a stressful but BJP will definitely do very well in the next few years it, but it will be
0: it won't be like walkovers like they used to be like 5 years ago no, so but I it's think just even like those, yeah no but even those weren't walkovers really I think we were thinking of it as walkovers because it all came as a honeymoon effect from the 2014 elections huh? And mm-hmm. also because our expectations at that time weren't low, like no one could expect BJP to win more than 100 seats. Mm-hmm. Now, the expectation is no one can expect BJP to win less than 100 seats yeah,
1: but the margin of error is less than before. So, I mean, before, like five years ago, they could do like maybe two, three missteps and still win. Now, even like one misstep will put it in whatever sort of a yeah, situation. Yeah, you, you
0: are under people. a bigger magnifying glass absolutely but whatever would happen in the next few months years we you know we'll be covering that on my podcast before we let you go mohal any recommendations for our listeners this week so i think
1: since you mentioned stubble burning i think uh, uh, Shekhar gupta on the
0: print i did a good uh, explainer on the stubble burning and the He's, various uh, uh, the clutter, issues around it yeah on his uh, i think it's clut the clutter segment so that's that's there yeah and then my recommendation would be a uh, a series i'm watching it's 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 a completely non political recommendation but it's a terrific series on Amazon Prime it's called Modern Love it's based on uh, very famous New York Times columns the only columns on New York Times worth reading <laughs> I, I always joke they're uh, known for their non political coverage is terrific their political coverage is absolutely terrible but um, the Amazon series does a good job and it's terrific performances. Watch it if you want a break from, you know, the terrible reality of the world we live in. But once again, thank you so much, Mohan, for joining us this week. Always a pleasure. We'll have you again and talk a lot more. And uh, thank you all listeners for being patient and, you know, coming back to listen to Mind Podcast again and again. We'll be back soon before you know it. Thank you, guys. And that's a wrap.